We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Number one on what's trending, former Royal Eric Hosmer announcing his retirement today, of course, Four gold gloves, silver slugger award, and a world championship right here in Kansas City back in 2015. He gave some details on what's next. He's starting something called Moonball Media, and their first project is called the Diggin' Deep Podcast. And uh, he said, quote, the playing days are unfortunately over, but I'm committed to giving back to the baseball community that helped shape my life. There's a video that he put out today. We retweeted it on some of our social media accounts as well. Uh, props to Haas uh, on what a, a career that he ended up having, obviously what he meant to the Kansas City community, an all-time legend in KC. And he will be on the morning show. He'll be on with Fesco in the morning tomorrow around 825 right here on 610 Sports Radio. But it'll be interesting to see. Uh, what what the media career looks like for, for Eric Hosmer. And it sounds like he wants to focus in on the, the telling the players' story, letting players tell their story. Players' Tribune, but maybe podcast yeah. form. Um, obviously, player podcasts have blown up over the last five years, and player-led podcast forms have blown up over the last few years. So it'll be interesting to see what Hosmer does with that. He didn't want people to forget, by the way, he responded to Major League Baseball, who was listing off his accomplishments like you, who's also a 2016 All-Star Game MVP. But the one he didn't want you to forget is he's a gold medalist. That's true. So, I mean, 13 years, man. Off is a comp- 13, 13 years is a long time in Major League Baseball. I still, even though... What would have happened if you would have stayed? Would he have been better? I think it would have been better here. Well, he talked about in the video he put out today, acknowledging that, like, San Diego, of course, didn't go the way he wanted it to go either. Like, he, yeah. he didn't live up to the contract that was in, in San Diego. And 13 years is a very long time. At the same time, I'm sitting here today in 2024. I'm like... He's retiring? He's retiring already? How old is everybody getting here? Old, dude. That's how life works, sadly. Next up on what? Training college hoops last night. Only one local team in action. It was MU. We had mentioned the fact they were playing number five, Tennessee. Made it a game. Lost 72 to 67. Dennis Gates was asked about their ability to get to the free throw line last night and had this to say about their ability to do so. We're terrible. We're terrible. (laughs) Uh, Not a ringing endorsement for old Dennis Gates last night. Missouri's having a really bad year. Rough season. Yeah, it's been a rough season. Up next on What's Trending, we mentioned this towards the tail end of our show yesterday. At the time, there was a press conference that was going to be happening in Jackson County with the Jackson County prosecutor to write a major update. We know the update was that in addition to the two juveniles that have been behind bars uh, for the last, what, week, I guess, at this point. uh, Yeah, it's been a week today. It'll be a week since the, the parade shooting. Two local men now face second-degree murder charges and multiple other felony accusations in connection with the homicide of Lisa Lopez-Galvan and the non-fatal shooting of more than 20 others outside of Union Station. So uh, that information came out yesterday. And again, uh, both are charged in addition to the two, at this time, unidentified juveniles who are also facing the gun-related charges in connection. So four people in total are now charged. And based on the press conferences, it's it, like it's there, there, there will be others. And they, they expect that to happen maybe in the near future. Yeah. And just really frustrating, obviously, with all the like credit to Jessica McMasters and other people who are putting out the reports on it. I mean, the, yeah. the guy, I mean, he's been accused of brandishing a weapon in Belton like a year and a half ago. He was under probation mm-hmm. up until just a few weeks ago for a similar action. But when you do that in a large group of people, you can see how quickly things can go bad in a really big hurry. Next up on Watch Training, according to multiple reports, Big 12's moving away from individual pro days ahead of the combine and instead will host their own Big 12 mini combine. So those pro days maybe the thing of the past where someone shows up at the University of Kansas and watches their guy run routes. Instead, they're going to host their own mini combine for scouts to come to specifically for Big 12 players. This makes a lot of sense as these conferences grow and grow and grow, especially if you can 
get everybody on site to take a look of a variety of your players. It does kind of make sense. I'm guessing the scouts uh, from the NFL love this. They probably prefer it. Maybe. Maybe I'm maybe I'm off base. I'm just viewing it as like you can go to one site and see everybody versus having to travel to 13 different schools or whatever. It's one of those things that Brett Yormark, I guess, instilled right. I think right from the get-go is something that he wanted to. Hey, I think he's done to, a great job to do. So it's modernizing, yeah. becoming more modern, I guess, for the changing and all the college football and all that They stuff. also announced this week that the Big 12 football media days are going to be in Las Vegas. So... Don't worry, the championships for now, Kansas City and Dallas. Yeah, that was the whole big thing um, from all the new Big 12 members. They yeah. were trying to get everything moved to Las Vegas. Fine. If, to, fine. You need to throw a bone to Arizona for conference media days, put in Vegas, fine, whatever. That's going to be a mess. Why? Not just people conference drinking. Media days? That's a that's a. Why do you think that's group? a mess? No, it's Oh, good. you mean from the media? A good mess. You, you think the media? Yes. Oh. It's a hectic time, yes. Well, I'm sure the very much a so. lot of the media doesn't care. We don't. I mean, we don't go to the media days for that. But I'm sure there's plenty of media that's thrilled they get to go to Vegas. I was glad that Brett Yormark came in with skepticism about why the Big Twelve Conference Tournament was in Kansas City every year. Saw it one time and was like, "Nope, I get it. It's pretty cool." And then immediately signed up for multiple years after that. We just got to hope that it lasts here forever. My problem is, I think it might be, it might move around. You know, like. They might not let Kansas City have it in perpetuity forever, and instead it might start moving around. I think it just depends where the conference is at in four years. You know, what? what's the makeup membership-wise? Do we see a consolidation? Does the whole landscape look different? That'll shift a lot of that discussion, I think. But Kansas City continues to be a great host for it, and now you get an extra day of the Big 12 tournament this year. I am excited to see uh, what that means versus just having the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We get Tuesday through Saturday. And Drew's going to his first Big 12 tournament. So I am. for you to experience that. And credential up. if the weather is good, man, it's such a fun time because right outside the building, there's all this energy and power and light with all the different fan bases. We know, you know, Iowa State travels very well, but uh, being the fact that now you've got more member schools in the conference, I think it just adds to and the product is incredible, too. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm credentialed up and there you I, go. I've been to the area. Right. Have you I been guess, inside T-Mobile Center? Uh, no, I've been in the college basketball experience. I went oh, right last week. Yeah, so literally right next door. When you walk in, you can see the the stairway or whatever to go. get into the arena. So, yeah, nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching some college hoops here in a couple weeks. You had mentioned Hosmer retiring. Just real quick. Does that, like, everyone's favorite moment of him is the same, right? Like, everyone's his is the Mad Dash home. Like, if we took a poll of 100 people in this building and I said, what's your favorite Eric Hosmer memory? We're all saying the Mad Dash. Well, and, and I can't even imagine there's like any flexibility in that. Yeah, I mean there were other moments, but that's the one that stands out the most for obvious the reasons. Picture and, and, everyone holding their heads. Yeah, and, and the story behind the Mad Dash, like what we would learn about the research that they did yeah. and, and how how much they knew about like every team Reese, but still like that was a heads up IQ play from not only Hosmer but the Royals organization in terms of their preparation for knowing uh, the fielding capabilities of, of of some of those players on on the Mets and um, but yeah there's a lot I mean I even just I remember at this station the push when he was first coming up uh, from tri- yeah. from AAA or did he go straight from double I can't remember um, but when he's coming up through the minors and the Hosmer 610 did this whole Hosmer mania t-shirt thing those were very popular at the time it wasn't wrong in the sense that He's a 13-year pro. Yeah. Like, very few guys, you come up in your system. Like, that's the thing with, like, Alex Gordon, too. Maybe they didn't live up to your, they became future Hall of Famers perspective, because Hosmer won't be a Major League Baseball Hall of Famer. Certainly be in the Royals Hall of Fame. Right. For all the accomplishments he's had. But, yeah, I just, it just feels like the one memory we'd all agree on is is that one. He's got plenty of great memories, but, like, that's the one, man. There's that photo, that dash, that slide to win a World Series. That's his moment. That's his. That's not just his Royals moment. That is his career yeah. moment. Yeah. I, there's a lot of people, I think, on a personal level in Kansas City that will remember if they were out at Power and Light. Like he's buying Ace of Spades well, for everybody and stuff. Yeah, because yeah. it, it was Hosmer and a, and a bunch of these young guys that obviously came up together. And then in 14 and 15, the success that they had. And if you were at the time in Kansas City and you were going out, after some of those victories and being in PNL and McFadden's and some of the other places that we all know they went to, um, those are memories you'll have for the rest of your life. If you were there witnessing that, this I guess he was a bartender there. He's like, that's my favorite, <laughs> my favorite memory. <laughs> yeah. I was down there for one of them. You could, it was the most crowd packed experience I've ever felt in my life. It was like 
shoulder to sh- like you could not move inside of the bars down there. It was nuts. Absolutely nuts. Great times though. Congrats to Eric Hosmer on a 13 year yeah. career. Oh, hell of a career. Hell of a career. I still think it was you asked like what what would be different. I still think it was the right decision for all parties involved there. I know that he you know the performance They offered him a competitive contract. Yeah, I think it was the right but I think where they limited themselves was correct and then obviously he went and, and took took some of the money and he did, his performance wasn't the same in San Diego and it didn't pan out in that regard but I still think looking at everything transpired I mean if he would have stayed in Kansas City they would have had if he was p- performing at the level that he performed in San Diego you become that, the villain that would yeah like our view of him unfortunately well, maybe for, not. I don't think that way about Salvi Salvi yeah, but, Sal- but also I love Salvi not it's not the losing I'm talking about Hos- oh, Eric Hosmer in San Diego his play was his performance yeah. and so if that would have if his performance would have dipped and he was making that money here. I think some people would have changed their view to a certain extent on him. Salve so was in a way, but still hitting forty. Correct. That's what I'm saying. It's not. It's now. not the same with Salvi because he was still sure. performing at a top end level, especially for his position. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. That makes sense. Look, I'm. I think they made the right decision at the time. They probably should have moved on a little sooner. But try to convince a team that had been to back to back World Series to shift. If you yeah. knew what you knew, you would have traded them all in 2016. That would have been the wrong. That would have been the right decision. It would have just felt so wrong at that time. I just want the Royals to get back to relevant baseball. More than any of this, this just reminds me. <laughs> the last time I cared about the Royals, a player who is now retiring was on the team. Like cared as in thought they had a chance to win. Was excited about the yeah, possibilities believed, of the playoffs. Believed in their chances. Believed. Yeah. This is the most excited I've been for an offseason in a while because they've actually spent and put some resources into it and have one of the twenty best, ten best players in all of baseball. But, you know, it's going to take a little buyback in this we'll, year. We'll talk more about not only this upcoming season with spring training and uh, Vern's time covering Eric Hosmer as Vern's going to join us coming up in about 15 minutes or so. We'll start our weekly conversations with Vern. I mean, baseball right around the corner Friday. Spring training baseball right here at 2 o'clock on 610 Sports Radio as they'll take on, I think it's the Rangers for the first Always the Rangers. Game. They yeah. share a facility, facility there. Facility. A surprise. Open up with the defending uh, World Series champs. Makes sense, at least from that end. You want to do a little more stay or go? We went through some of the players yeah. earlier today. We're looking at every single pending free agent for the Chiefs and saying whether or not we want them to stay or go. If you missed it earlier at 1030, we did a little bit more. Drew, who you got next? Um, Jarek McKinnon. We already talked about Clyde a little bit. Do you guys think Jarek comes back? You're, you've been big on Jarek <laughs> the yeah. last two years. Yeah. So if you say go, I'm going to be a little surprised. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a big fan of Jarek McKinnon. The problem is last year you wondered about age catching up in availability. And then this year, Did a give him credit to get back for the Super Bowl. He had surgery on January 2nd, and he played in the Super Bowl and had a one very nice, impactful play in the receiving, I should say. Um, and he was probably I, the number one option on the McColl touchdown, according to all the So for me, designers. Clyde is a for sure go. But Jarek McKinnon, it's one of those where in July, if he's still out there on the street and nobody signed him, I, I would be a welcome. For now, it's go, though. Does that make sense? Like, it's yeah. go. You can find another undrafted running back. Um, but if if suddenly you're going into camp and he's not with the team and you want to bring him into camp and it's July, I'm all about it. Um, but I don't think he's not somebody that's going off the board early, you know, in in the free agency. So you don't even like that's not a decision you have to make Go. for a while. Yeah, it's time to find your new Jerick McKinnon. There are players with his skill set who can block and catch passes out of the end zone. He's been a great fit for a couple of years. But when you're talking about third running backs or two and a half or co-tied second running backs who fill a role. Those guys are available every offseason. I like that they brought him back, but yeah, he can go. Talked about Derek <laughs> Nadi uh, in the first go around. Now, uh, Mike Dana, you you want him back? Yes, no, he had some good moments. I would like him back, Mike Dana. I don't know how the dollars and cents make sense. He is an underrated, important player for the defensive line. He had six and a half sacks this year. He's a really good depth defensive lineman that everybody could use. My fear is that he's Agba or Okafor, and that the price on the full-blown free agency market gold is too high. So if the price is right, yes. If he's above what I think his market value is, then no. Yeah, when Agba left a couple of years ago, he got that very nice deal. Since then, Agba has also signed another deal with yeah. the Dolphins, four years, $65 million. Um, I think a lot of this is going to be predicated on their decision with Charles Aminahue. If, if they're good with waiting till maybe November for him to be available, if they let Chris Jones walk, then I think Mike Dana becomes a more valuable asset to them. But, yeah, it's going to cost you more. Uh, Mike Dana is going to cash in and, and get a nice little payday. I'll, I'll go ahead and say go on him, though. I, I still at this point because I, I, I believe that they're going to end up either drafting or signing someone that's not Chris Jones money or quality, but still is going to sure. be viewed as a big time deal. And I don't I don't think Mike Dana fits into that equation. We're going to stay on defense. Uh, 
Mike Edwards. You yeah, like so, I, so he's another player, though, where I don't think you have to worry about the first wave or anything. So they have time on this. If he's out there, because they didn't sign him until further down in free agency a year ago. Sure. A veteran presence. If he's willing to do another one-year deal, Brian Cook hopefully comes back from injury. Uh, you can use that depth there. I'm good with that. But I, I, he's not someone where you're like, man, we got to make a decision now because someone's going to sign him in the first three days of free agency. That's not where he is at. It was great to have him for this year, but go. Oh, you got Shamari Connor. You got Brian Cook coming back. You've got Justin Reed. You've got good safeties. You don't need the one-year vet safety next year as much as you needed it this year. So you're good opinion. with just flat out being less experienced back I there. I am because those guys will then bid in the system. I thought Shamari Connor played really well in the postseason and is ready for an increased role. I'll take my chances that Connor and Cook are the more experienced guys now been in the system and whatever safety they draft in the fourth or fifth round can be the guy that they bring around or Nazee Johnson or whatever, but I'm, I'm ready to go young there. I'm, I'm fine to move on from Mike Edwards. Again, did a great job this year. No complaints, but I'm good to go. Uh, this guy had a more prominent role going into the final two games of the season. Nick Allegretti, um, obviously a, a really fun story. Uh, do you guys want him back? Not sure what his role would be exactly. But Lifetime contract is a backup guard, you know? Look, Let he, Allegretti be here forever. He provides tons of flexibility for them. He is a free agent. He was only on a one-year $2 million deal or so this particular season. I would imagine they will have interest once again. Now, if there's an, is there another team out there, though, that saw his playoff performance that, that thinks there's something more there than being a backup. Like a cheap I, starter? I, maybe. I don't know. Uh, if not, absolutely. I'd be interested in bringing him back. Great depth can play multiple positions. Clearly showed he can step up in the big time spots. Yes. I, I would be interested in Nick Allegretti being back in the last four years. He has been active for every single game. The mm. chiefs have played like, I mean, I know that he doesn't play that much. But just having him even for a snap or two, or in this this case, having to start the AFC title game and then the Super Bowl is incredibly valuable. Most teams aren't going to view him as a starter yeah. because he couldn't break through on the Chiefs. But the fact that he has been available for every single game for four consecutive years means he has value. And the yes. toughness can't be questioned. The dude played with a UCL tear Ugh. and played Ooh. all snaps. And who, there was a great quote from him. I can't remember what radio show he was on nationally. Uh, and he was talking about how there's some, he's like, look, I, I talked to one, some other lineman. He didn't say the name of the lineman. He's like, and he like majored in biology or something. And he's like, he told me, you don't really need your UCL to play offensive line anyway. And he's like, I didn't know what that really meant, but I, I, so I went out there and played. Um, <laughs> uh, Dude, I gotta be honest. I think you might need your UCL to do stuff. Obviously not. You know, he, he, he played all the snaps. Um, no, I, I hope Al Grady's back. You know what? He's made a nice career for himself. He's played in a couple Super Bowls. He's got a couple rings. He's earned $6 million being a backup in this league, and he's, he's on, a, on a championship squad again. Oh, and then maybe the best for last in some cases, uh, oh. multiple options with this guy, Chris Jones. I think, oh, well, I, yeah. I think you would want him to stay, obviously, but yeah. the fact that what has to be done in order that to happen, I don't know if uh, he actually you actually want to do that. Yeah, I mean, look, of course, a future Hall of Famer. You don't want a future Hall of Famer to leave. I mean, that would be foolish. Um, if he has a choice um, to stay, I'd like him to stay. Yeah, please. I, I think if you're asking, what do I think the result is? I think the result is go. Um, I would like him back. But also at the same time, I kind of figured when they didn't get a deal done before last season, that this was going to be his final season. I said it at the time in Kansas City. And so I'll stick with that. Um, I will gladly be wrong on that. If you told me we wake up in two and a half weeks or whatever, and they've got a multi-year massive extension. I would love it. But at the same time, if they weren't willing to give him the dollar amount he wanted a year ago, why would they now? I I'll truly like, why would you now going for a three Pete? But you know, right. But if you weren't willing to reach the dot, he's a year older now and he had less sacks. What, why would you now be willing to give him what he wanted and have the contract go further into his career? H wise another year. Maybe both sides are willing to compromise a little bit. More. Okay. Maybe the chiefs are willing to come up a little bit more. And Chris Jones is willing to come down a little bit more because of the Let's go for a three-peat together. Let's make you a lifer as a chief. And I know, like, this next contract would not make him a lifer as in that would be his only team. There'd still be a good chance after the fact that he'd move on. Stay is the obvious answer. He is a dominant player. And I don't think he'd get any more than three years from the Chiefs anyway. So if he'll sign the deal, absolutely. Be 29-30 or what is it? 30-31-32 age season? Please. Yeah, happily. For players that are future Hall of Famers, those are the only guys in the league you give. We've talked about this all the time. You give second contracts to really good players. You give third contracts to future Hall of Fame players. Everyone else you let go. That's it. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Chris Coming, Jones qualifies as the 
the latter. Coming up in 10 minutes, we'll talk Royals baseball. Josh Fernier, our Royals insider, is going to join us. Spring training underway. But let's do a little off-season, all 32. All There's 32. plenty going on in the NFL. I'll start Tons. with one outlet suggestion, Pro Football Focus, that the commanders should bring back Kirk Cousins. All right. Welcome home. I don't Shouldn't get let him go this in the first place. at all. Yeah, different ownership, uh, uh, different GM. Sure. It's different Nobody ownership. Tied to letting him go is still It's there. not that. I don't think it makes sense moving forward for the commander's organization. You have all this cap space. You have multiple top 100 picks. You have the number two pick overall. So what would you do? You'd sign Kirk Cousins. You'd either trade the second overall pick, move back, get more picks, or what, you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. or somebody like that at two. So Kirk Cousins, could he get you to the playoffs next year? Yes. But it's a short-term stopgap. Then what happens is in two years when Kirk Cousins starts to dip down, then you need a top pick, but you're good enough to be a 10-win team, and so you're picking 19th, and then you can't get the top-tier quarterback. No! Go get your franchise quarterback, your Drake May, your Jaden Daniels. Signing Kirk Cousins, if you're the commanders, makes no sense. If you're the Falcons or somebody, signing Kirk Cousins makes way more sense. You're ready roster-wise to go and win and now. And you're not picking Kirk, low enough to Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and, and Kirk Cousins, Sorry. if you're the Falcons, can elevate you to a higher level than what I think he can do in, in D.C. I don't hate it, but I, I understand your argument for, like, do you really do this? I just think it'd be kind of funny if he went back there after they let him go. That's part of it. I just think it'd be funny. Yeah. I like the humor of it. I saw that already there's a mistake happening in Atlanta. A mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New coaching staff, same problems. Headline today from Pro Football Talk suggesting the coaching staff said, Hey, Kyle Pitts, we see some ways which is going to help us more in blocking in the running game. You idiots! (laughs) That's not what you drafted Kyle Pitts for. You draft some tight ends because of their blocking ability. When you took a top five pick in Kyle Pitts and he was a 1,000-yard receiver, his rookie season in the NFL, the reason why you drafted the man is to throw him the football. Do not worry about Kyle Pitts' blocking in the run game until you have figured out how to use him in the passing game again. That should be your only priority. There are way too many offensive weapons between Bijan and Drake London and Kyle Pitts for them not to have some offensive success in Atlanta. And now I'm already hearing the new group of guys talk about blocking in the run game. That is just the worst approach with Kyle Pitts. Worry about play action pass. Treat him like an oversized wide receiver. Figure out how to get him open on routes. Don't worry about his blocking. So I agree with you for the most part, I would say, though. And he's 23, which is why I'm hesitant to say what I'm about to say. And this is very unpopular. At some point, though, maybe we're a year away. At what point can we all just recognize that Kyle Pitts is not who we thought he was either? He had a thousand yards. He had 600 this past year. I know. That's uh, tough. Like, and so I get he, he's, he's 23, and that's why I'm really hesitant to say it because he's, he's so young still. And we but, both thought his coach yeah, was an idiot. Yeah, right. And you know my feeling on Arthur Smith. <laughs> absolutely horrific. So that's why I, I, I preface it. But at the same time, how many more years can I sit here? Like, how many more years can you sit here and be like, everybody's just using them wrong? I think you're right, Cody. I think you are. But I can't do that two years from now and still be no, like, you know not. what I mean? Like, so as this, soon as this they is a massive. Yeah, they get, I think he gets yeah. one year. Right. To prove just, it. Okay. So if they sign Kirk Cousins, let's he say, one year. I think that's a great combo, by the way. Kirk Cousins, Kyle Pitts. We know what he did with for TJ Hawkinson. Yep. I also just think it's like a terrible mismatch to the idea of like, and I know this is the sunk cost fallacy. You're idiots if you spend a top 10 pick on a tight end and you want him to like block. Like, that's just a bad yeah. pick. You only take top 10 in, top ten tight ends if they're receiving. One, uh, there's a tight end I don't think is going to be used in that facet, and that's Brock Bowers. But I think that's your guy. I think the Chargers are better off taking Malik Neighbors than Brock Bowers. Wow. And the reason why I say that is because you look at Mike Williams, who's had some injury issues. Of course, uh, he could be a, a, a cut candidate per some people uh, in that area. They got to cut some some money anyways. Keenan Allen obviously getting older and you're paying him a lot of money. The wide receiver room is a little bit shaky. Tight end, I, the tight end room is solid enough where I think they can get by, but Malik Neighbors might have a higher ceiling in terms of production than Brock Bowers does because of his ability to to do everything that he does. I mean, there's people who have him higher than actually Marvin Harrison Jr. think he's going to be better as good That's bold. as what Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be. He had better stats last year against SEC teams, but you could also chalk it up to, well, one had Jaden Daniels and the other one had, had Kyle McCord. <laughs> but I, I think that, I mean, either way, Chiefs fans in particular wouldn't like to see that, but 
I mean, it'll be interesting to see what Jim Harbaugh does in that first move as head coach wonder, with uh, all of the financial problems he's inheriting. I wonder, though, the charge, they want to find their Antonio Gates again. They want to find their Antonio Gates again and just they roll with Brock Bowers. Some of those best offenses where they did push the Chiefs a little bit back in the day was when Antonio Gates was part of it. Brock Bowers might be that special of a player. Everybody thinks he is. I don't know if you, I don't know if you can go wrong with either guy, I guess. Yeah. But and, and maybe you're playing. Well, they have Trent McDuffie and they have Legereus Sneed. Let's try to find a guy who could potentially beat those guys. Of course, they're looking up to the Chiefs who are king of the AFC West. That is all 32. Up next, we get back to the Royal Spring training underway. Our guy and our Royals insider, Josh Vernier, stops by next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Random question of the day coming up in about 12 minutes or so here on Cody and Gold. Hope everybody's having a fantastic Wednesday. Baseball will be back on the air beginning Friday. A little spring training baseball, 2 o'clock right here on 610 Sports Radio. And that means our weekly visits with Josh Fern, our Royals insider, start up. We'll get it going here today. But Vern, before we get to the on-field product, the news of the day, you're a quick trip guy, right? You're, you like the quick trip patches. Yeah, listen. I'm just glad that the Royals caught up that they have an advertiser on their jersey. To be honest, last season when they went the entire 162 without one, I thought it was not not embarrassing, but I thought it was a proper reflection on the of the product that we were getting out there on the field. No, but you got to keep up with the Joneses. You're seeing it in every sport, and I'm glad QT decided to be the one to throw their patch on the side. What's your go-to <laughs> QT roller grill food? Pass on the roller grill. Just give me two pieces of pizza. Okay. Just like the single little triangle box pizza. That's a good choice. Breakfast or dinner or lunch. (laughs) Breakfast pizza, lunch pizza, dinner pizza. My guess is there's been some post-game shows and you get done around 1230, 1245, and you stop at the quick trip on the way home. Well, no, because there, there really isn't. Uh, a, a quick trip near the stadium. And if, you know, okay. All right. Fair I, enough. Yeah, All right. No, I hit the one across the street, whatever's there. Gotcha. When, uh, <laughs> and there's enough crap in the press box where I'm like, hey, I need to eat more crap leaving the ballpark. That's fair. That does create a different problem for you, Vern, in fairness. When you, um, like when you look at where the Royals are, I don't know if this says anything about it, but this is easily the most exciting. Like Eric Hosmer announces retirement today. And this is still the easiest, most excited. I feel like fans have been probably since during that time, right? 16 or 17. Because of the quick trip logo? No, just because the <laughs> team is better. They, they traded for Cole Reagans. They gave Bobby Wood sure, Jr. Sure, sure, sure. A, a, a pile of gold coins. <laughs> yeah, but how much does that say about, you know, I, I'm not trying to be negative Nancy here, but since Eric Hosmer left, let's go through it. It was Ned Yost's swan song where he yeah. may have been uh, the, the biggest draw in 2019. 2018 was crap. Uh, 2020 was a tease. 
you know, 21 was garbage. So was 22 last year was putrid. So it's a rather low bar that the 24 squad is leaping right now. We're talking to Vern, our Royals insider. Of course, Cole Reagan's at the end of last season, the way he pitched, I mean, that was Cy Young type of stuff. What's realistic for him this year? We, we've acknowledged that uh, we like the fact that they're taking some pressure off of him by going out yeah, and getting yeah. Waka and Lugo. But Cody threw out, what do you say, 4.0? 4. I said 4. I take 30 0. starts and a four-earn run average. And I said I, I'm a little greedy, Vern. I'm thinking 3.5 or better. Still with the 30 starts, though, Gold? Absolutely. Listen, uh, 30 starts of a four ERA, I'll sign up for that. Uh, 30 starts of a sub four ERA, of course, I'll sign up for that. To me, Cole Reagans is the pendulum swinger of 2024. I always go into a campaign if the team has really any hope. You always go into, I always go into a campaign saying if X, Y, and Z can meet or exceed their expectations, this team should be in the playoffs. And I think that begins with Cole Reagans, a good Cole Reagans ends the season as the best pitcher. This organization has had since Danny Duffy in 2016. Uh, and if that happens not now, all of a sudden uh, a very sturdy Michael Waka is your number two uh, Lugo and singer fighting for that three and four spot. And you know, you don't worry about a number five spot. Uh, later on in the season. So uh, Reagan's good. Reagan's hitting that three and a half or better ERA to me is the difference between this team competing and not uh, 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 an ERA North of four. I, I think he stays in that two, three spot. It's not one of those, uh, a four ERA or larger to me is certainly a step back in I think what most Royals fans are expecting. Reagan's to me, if he's just good, if he's average, uh, then I think the team will fall short of average. Again, I I think he's the linchpin to this entire season. I think that's why I was like holding a little reservation, not to just like not set myself up for the punchline, Vern, but because in retrospect, Cole Reagan's has almost no big league experience, right? I mean, I don't, I don't have like three seasons and I just know what he is. I'm just banking off of how dominant he was last year and that the Royals just struck absolute gold with a guy in a trade, which does happen. But I, you know, like that's why I'd take 30 starts in a four earned run average. I have a hard time thinking they're just going to get run out of the building every night with Waka Lugo and a steady solid Cole Reagans. And a bullpen that you think it, you assume shoot. You know it's better than last year's bullpen. It's tough to be much worse than that squad was a season ago. Uh, and, and listen, your point about the inexperience or the yet-to-make uh, 30 big league starts over the course of a, a full campaign, yeah, you, you always have to take that into account because uh, whether it is uh, Danny Duffy or uh, Jacob Junis or Donald Ventura, we've seen over – Brady Singer, Daniel Lynch, we've seen plenty of uh, young arms put together really good months, really good two months. Now, nothing that compares to what Cole Reagans did in the second half. I'll acknowledge that, not since uh, Zach Greinke back in 2009. I'll give you that. But it's a horse of a different color to do it when it's expected, when other teams are preparing uh, for you uh, to be the guy that stares down. Uh, the ace of our team, the the Dylan Cease, the Pablo Lopez, uh, whoever the ace is, that's the guy that right now Michael Walker and Cole Reagans are expected to beat. If this team's going to be good, those guys need to be wins four out of every five times they take the ball. Uh, that's a lot to expect of Cole Reagans. Uh, it's certainly a lot to, to bank on. And Cody, I'm probably with you where I'm not banking on it, but man, I'll be rooting for it. What about during spring? I mean, we, we, we know that both positive and negative things that occur during spring training can make a lot of people look stupid based off of uh, just how much do we stock do we put into that. But is there somebody that you're keeping an eye on or will be keeping an eye on once spring training really gets going with these games that uh, you, you think has an opportunity to, I guess, maybe either secure a spot both in the, the, the back end of the rotation or is there there's somebody that uh, maybe sets themselves up better in the bullpen? When I look at the back end of the rotation, um, you know, Jordan Lyles has the leg up, but, but shoot, man, how often is it that you enter spring saying these are our top six 
seven starting pitchers. And then at the end of spring training, those are still your top six or seven, meaning someone hasn't fallen victim to an injury. Um, When I look at swing guys pitching-wise on this team, uh, Alec Marsh is the name that jumps out to me. Now, Annie Rogers put out the list of who's going to be starting the first few games for the Royals, and Alec Marsh is, uh, I believe, second up. To me, his stuff out of the bullpen can be dangerous. Now, I'm not, I'm not pushing to, to, to punt on him as a starter uh, just yet. No, let, let him compete. Let him stretch out. Uh, but he's a guy that I think could be a difference maker. I'm talking seventh, eighth inning type of difference maker. Uh, so, so that's the guy that excites me most uh, this spring. Uh, the, the battle for the five spot, I'm glad that's the only battle. You know, to, to me, every team in Major League Baseball has a battle for the five spot. The fact that we're not looking at spots one, two, three, or four uh, sure does reflect positively on what could be in 2024. How about our guy Vinny Pasquantino? Obviously, he had the surgery that ended his season after 60 games last year. How important is it for their offense that if Vinny is just what he's been in his big league career – a really above-average major league hitter, how much better does that make them offensively? Has, Cody, he has to be that guy. I have no doubt he will be that guy. We were talking last year, and, and, and my two comfortable bets were Vinny's going to hit 300 and MJ's going to run into 25. Now, MJ fell short, but I'd run that bet back this year, and I'd run the Vinny hitting 300 back this year. Vinny has to be that guy, in my opinion. Look, Bobby is... I view Bobby as a certainty. I know I'm going to get MVP type of performance from Bobby Witt Jr. Man, I haven't said that about anybody in in Kansas City before. But I know I'm going to get MVP production from Bobby Witt Jr. I got to have an 850 OPS from Vinny Pasquantino, the type of bat that can truly uh, support and, and, and hit behind Bobby Witt Jr., that's a must. Those two things got to happen. You know, we, we, we talk about Cole Reagans, and if these three guys can meet or exceed expectations, the Royals can make the playoffs. But Vinny's not even in that conversation because he and Waka and Bobby, those guys got to be certainties. So, yeah, Vinny's key. Vinny needs uh, to be a key from game one to game 162. And then you're looking at a few other names, you know. Uh, where are the four consistent bats? To me, it needs to be Bobby, Vinny, Salvi, and Hunter Renfro, and then Michael Massey and MJ Melendez right there with Cole Reagans. Those are the guys that are going to swing the pendulum of are we competing in August or not. What about Garcia? I mean, he obviously sprung onto the scene last year. I, I thought maybe when you were listing those guys, you might mention him. What are your expectations for him? Yeah, I, I have him closer to the Bobby Vinny group than I do the Massey MJ group because Garcia was consistent. Now, it's not eye-popping consistency offensively. Uh, it's not eye-popping defensively, but it's consistent. He's a smart baseball player. He's a cons- he consistently makes the routine plays, both at the dish, on the base paths, and defensively. For as much as we talk about Uh, We need this out of the lineup and we need an improvement here from the bullpen. And I got to get this out of the rotation. The one thing that this team, one of many things that this team has lacked over the past decade is smart playing smart baseball, executing at a high level. Uh, This guy's been in big situations uh, for his age, for his environment, uh, for what's possible. He's been in big situations throughout his life he's had high expectations and big goals throughout his life so so to me Garcia needs to be one of those stabilizing factors maybe not as key as he was last year but a nice complimentary piece we know today Vern uh, the news Eric Hosmer announcing his retirement after 13 years in the big leagues we all know some of the the best days and weeks of October were provided uh, by him here in Kansas City at some point. I'm guessing this summer he'll be back and they'll do the ceremony that we saw Lorenzo Cain get, which was pretty special. What, what, what stands out number one when I say Eric Hosmer for you? Leader, uh, professional, uh, the way that he was a bridge in that clubhouse between the pitchers and the hitters, Spanish-speaking players and English-speaking players, the way that when things would go sideways, it's Eric Hosmer that's straightening out 
Giordano Ventura on the mound. He's the one calling Danny Duffy out in the clubhouse uh, for you know, getting a little loose away from the stadium. Uh, the, the leadership of Eric Hosmer is the first thing that stands out, and, and especially when I take into account who he was when I first got here. When I first got here, he was a guy that was trying to always be cool, trying to impress uh, Gerard Dyson, trying to impress Locaine and Moose, and trying to make sure James Shields thinks he's cool. Then all of a sudden, he looks around and says, wait, I'm the man. Everyone's following me. I, I think it runs somewhat parallel to Travis Kelsey. They started off as, as somewhat goofballs, and then they turned into real, respectable members of the community and great leaders inside that locker room. And I heard you guys talking earlier. No doubt the most memorable moment is the slide uh, at City Field. But I, I just, I'm just thinking of my favorite moments, and, and with all due respect to the one time when he was covered in barbecue sauce and you were pretty <laughs> sure he was bleeding from the head, <laughs> the home run that he hit in Houston, game four, to kind of put yeah. that comeback to bed. Uh, the final game where he gets the huge ovation and they play Fetty Wap, and then he takes the first pitch opposite field and the place goes nuts. Uh, game one, World Series against the Mets, he goes from the GOAT to the hero as he hits the game-winning sacrifice fly. Of course, the triple in the wild card game where he's so out of breath but still can pound his chest and scream to the dugout. But my favorite moment is game two of the ALDS against the Angels when we're all still in that fever dream of, okay, they won the wild card game. Somehow Moose hit that extra innings home run last night. There's no way this is going to continue. And then Hosmer hits the home run to win game two and puts the backpack on as he's going around first base. It was a magic carpet ride, and he was right at the front. No joke. Getting goosebumps hearing you talk about some of those moments. I'm sure other people are He's got a long well. list of them. That's yeah. funny, Vernon. 15, he didn't even hit that well for the postseason in general, but every single hit was big. You look at a lot of those guys that we love. Not many of them were consistently studly. They all had their moments, but outside of Ben Zobrist, there wasn't anyone that was just George Brett, right? There wasn't someone that was just consistently carrying the freight. And yeah, Hosmer certainly had his moments. But again, you can go one through nine. And Cody, I'm sure you remember that lineup. You can go through every single one of them and and think of a specific moment where they were key to one of the pennants. Josh Vernier, our Royals insider, uh, will be, of course, excited to have you on every Wednesday the rest of the way. And you and I are doing two hours uh, of radio on, on Friday. You'll be doing the noon to two hour for hours for me uh, and, and Cody on the show. Looking forward to that hosting with you. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. I'll see you then. There you go. That's Josh Vernier, our Royals insider. Yeah, you're out on Friday, so Vern's going to join me. We'll talk baseball, duh, but also we'll have some fun. We'll do a normal Friday show. I, haven't, I don't think I've, uh, I've co-hosted with Vern before, so I'm looking forward to that for a little while. I mean, we've had Vernon studio yeah. with like the three of us, but yeah, yeah maybe not just the I'm two of them. Yeah, you can cover also, all kinds. No of joke, things. though. I got I mean, I'm sure it brought a smile to a lot of people's faces here in Vern, just going through all the memories that he had of of Haas. Like, truly, got some goosebumps. Specifically, it is true the feeling we had in Game Two. I forgot about just the exact sequence, but at that point, you were like, "Is it are they, okay? They are they really are they really going to do this? this going to happen for and sure?" Then they get the early two games to none lead on on the Angels, and you're like, "Oh wait, wait a second here. <laughs> are they really going to go to the freaking World Series?" That was the um, same thing. So Kurt Nelson, who works over the Royals yeah. Hall of Fame, I, I we had mentioned that I said the Mad Dash is like everyone's moment yeah. because of that. And he mentioned a lot of the ones Vern did. It's just so many of those. The extra inning home run against Houston in game four, the walk-off RBI in the 15 World Series. You know, like there's just so many massive moments for him and for this team. It does make me miss playoff baseball. I want playoff baseball back Man, so, October, so bad. We've been spoiled, obviously, on the football end, but the month of October when, when the Royals were going on their runs in 14 and 15, like there, there's nothing better than a whole month of that. It's fun, man. Two of the biggest. Uh, just give me competitive baseball in August and September to start, please. Just so let's make start. me feel like I yeah, can still get, be possible. Get me there, please, this year. Two, two, two of the biggest, you know, playoff environments. I think are a lot of people would say are hockey and baseball. And just growing up in Indianapolis, we don't have an NHL team. We don't have a Major League Baseball team. So being able to experience that would be with baseball. Obviously, would be a whole lot of fun. At this, at that time, like when the Royals went through this, you have to remember. Like it's hard now, Drew, especially you coming into this. This team was, this city was starved for winning. Mm-hmm. Starved for it, man. The Chiefs were coming off of, like, a couple of years before. The Chiefs were the worst 
team in football two years before the Royals made their first World Series run. They were back to relevancy under Andy Reid and Alex Smith, but the team hadn't won a Super Bowl in 50 years. Mm -hmm. The baseball team hadn't won anything since 1985. And then all of a sudden, the plucky little small town Royals we're making a run after the best game I'll ever go to. I, I have no doubt. Oh, the There's wild card. Zero percent chance I'll ever go to a better game in my entire life than the AL wildcard game in 2014. Then they make this miraculous run where they're just sweeping teams up to game seven of the World Series, come up short, only to be the best team in the American League. And every single one of those players, this wasn't littered with Hall of Famers. It was just a collection of really good big league players, a bunch of 10-year big league players. Esky and Hosmer and Moose and you know like yeah just it mean, all just work together and we all know the the all star right around the all star break of the 2014 season like that a lot of people thought Ned Yost was going to be out the door you know what I mean like oh, yeah. that, think about I mean that, he was going to be out yeah. the door that didn't and, think they were definitely going to sh- and then shove he, him out. heck even in that wild card game but they would have lost the wild card game that might have been he might have still been gone then and then just to think the rest how win by the way I did find the call of the mad dash for uh, from Haas in comes the pitch broken bat one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. And the pass is going to be intercepted oh, wait, off that's... of Kadarius Tony. <laughs> Why did someone label it? I don't know. Oz's mad dash. <laughs> that's the Tony clip in there. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> Who's trying to screw us? Uh, I swear, Cody, the cut says... Hosmer mad dash. That transition sucks. That's it? That sucks. I wanted the real call. Dang that's, it. That's a bummer. Someone really duped you. Oh, <laughs> Really? Someone really duped you, man. That sucks. Um, I'm nervous to play what I think is the real one now. I think this is the real one. You Cody. sure? I, oh, no, I'm not sure. All right, we'll try. In comes the pitch. Broken Good start. Bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. There it is. That earlier cut, I think that was something Bob and Josh used at one point during this football season. Obviously, when Tony was struggling, <laughs> the team was struggling yeah. with catches. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Hey, at least you got the right call. We did. We found, the right, we found the right call. That's all that matters. Random question. For you, Gold. For you, Drew. Over in the text line, 913-586-7610. And, of course, on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. We'll make this one short. I just want to know whether or not, if you had the money... You would buy the airless basketball. I'm assuming by now you've seen Wilson's Gen 1 airless basketball. It's like 3D printed. It's got holes all the way through it. They got real NBA players saying it's got like the weight and bounce of a real ball. But obviously it looks insane. It's very. I don't know how it would fly and it's like $2,500. But if money were no issue, if this was just you were at the store and both basketballs, a regular one and this one were 40 bucks, would you would you be interested in the airless basketball? It's just, I'm, I'm actually just curious to dribble one of them. That's all I want. I just want to know what that feels like to dribble this generation. They're calling it their gen, what their, their gen one basketball. Um, and it looks really cool. I'm looking at a couple of photos of it as well. I just don't know. Do we think, are we thinking this is someday just going to be the ball the NBA uses? Is that what the, the idea is? I'm that assuming that that's really what Wilson would like. I, it's there's no way they, they have a ball. They're trying to change the balls I mean, once in the NBA. Not that this matters. Not that this matters. But we know, like in autograph world, like memorabilia, people like signing basketballs. I'm looking. How are how are you how are you <laughs> autographing these? Um, I, that's probably the lowest bit of their concern. I'm just saying. I'm guessing you get some sort of click on placard. And that sucks. That's not the same. That could thing. also change the basketball. It probably wouldn't be as valuable. I'm just like. I'm I don't think you wondering. sign it efficiently. If you're being, if I'm yeah. being honest with you, like, what does it feel like? Does it they said feel? It, they said the weight is like a basketball. The, the texture, which is what for you know, you when want, you go you to shoot it, is it going to feel the same as when I you? I think they're trying to get it as close to that as possible. Based on this, the idea though is that you know the ball's not going to go flat. You don't need a pump to go with it. It's just a. It definitely looks 3D printed. I'll tell you that. I mean, there's no denying it. It definitely looks, it looks 3D printed. Cheap. Like for something that costs thirty five hundred dollars, it, it says it looks cheap. Replicates the bounce, flight, and feel of a traditional yes. basketball. The form of the ball features eight panel like lobes in a familiar seam structure. Okay, limited edition. There's only a, there's not many of these available to buy. No, they had very limited. They only had like a hundred or something, they're, and they're like twenty five hundred or thirty five hundred bucks. I mean, they're thousands and thousands of dollars. I'll be honest. As cool as it is, if it does the exact same job as a regular basketball does, I'll gladly spend the thirty five dollars. And I'm not spending yeah. twenty five hundred dollars on a no, limited edition Target, basketball. If you were at Target and it kind of felt the same to shoot it, dribble it, and the airless one was, you know, the same price, you'd, I think you'd pay it. 
I think I'd pay it. The idea that I don't have to go find a pump. And look, I got kids with like little kids who play soccer. It does suck. But like constantly keep that pump around, air it back up. You know, it gets flat for a little bit because yeah. you played for a few weeks. It could just exist in well, its own universe and make it very tempting. A lot of people on the uh, text line mentioned just the idea of if we're going to do this, then now there's always the, oh, certain industries don't want to embrace something because profit, why? But mm. why not just have the, the tires set up? Why don't we have, if we can do this with a basketball, why can't we do this with tires? And the argument is that we probably can and that there's probably Sounds very expensive. Bigger. God, how much yeah. would a tire be? Tire would be more expensive. But, grand, seven but, grand. If, set. but if you knew the tire basically. Would never go flat. Yeah. I mean, they already have never flat tires. Those exist. That's like a. I think the old the old adage was like they could do this for years, but they don't because like the industry it would kill. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's actually true. I've heard that, that plenty of times. Yeah, it's not going to kill the bat. I mean, the tire industry would be way more affected than the the basketball industry. Yeah. I think. I don't be know fine. if like, the basketball industry is. The tire industry is probably a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you know same concept. I don't know, or like a tennis ball, or you know, because there's a couple well, the of tennis other rackets. Work. I'm guessing they can just 3D print the hell out of those. Probably. Yeah, prob- I mean, I would think so. I mean, the wiring might be a little bit. I don't know. That would be interesting to. I'm sure you can 3D print. Pretty, again, 3D I do print want to I'm very uh, interested yeah. to like handle one and see what it feels like. Uh, yeah, I think but it'll it would be, be years before that. I'm even given the opportunity. Yeah. I don't know. $2,500, though, is just. That's just outrageous. I, I get it because they're limited and the whole 3D printing. I'm sure there's. Co- I'm sure that it costs a lot or whatever because the printer's expensive to make them or yeah. whatever, but that's insane. That's all. Just want to know if you're interested in the airless Gen 1 basketball. I mean, yes. Interested enough to, to try one for five seconds. <laughs> but not interested enough <laughs> to about. spend thousands of dollars on one. That's right. All right. Coming up next. $2,500. One o'clock hour. We'll get back into the Royal Stadium discussion. And obviously now there's another opposition group that has been formed. So we'll go back into some of the questions we have coming up with the vote on April 2nd. That's next here on Cody Ingold. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.